0: I want you to shout these three words, and I mean like I'm a participation preacher. I want you to shout them. So when you go home to that unsaved spouse of yours, and they say, why is your voice so gravelly? You can say, I've been shouting that you're about to meet Jesus. Are you ready? Shout this now. Just one more. Jesus. Just one more. Tell him again. Just one more, Jesus. One more. Give me one more. Just one more. 97%. Get this down. 97% of all born again Holy Ghost people will spend their entire Christian life and never bring one person to Jesus. Write it down, write it down. They will spend their entire life and never introduce one single person to Jesus Christ. Well over 50% will spend their entire Christian life and never invite anyone to come to church with them. Somewhere along the line, you were the one. I, I tried to find a song, Kurt, about, about the one. And, and the first one I pulled up was, You're Still the One. And then I read the lyrics, and I said, well, that's not going to work. Then I found one by the princess of country music sold more albums than any country music person in history, Shania Twain. You're the one I dream of. You're the one I kiss goodnight. I thought that's not gonna work. Right? So I I didn't find the song. So I apologize. I found no home for just one more. Maybe Pastor Chris, Miss Ashton, Cameron, maybe you all, Mark, maybe you all get together and write one. Somebody ought to write a song about the one. Say one. Somewhere along the line, you were the one. Lost and undone, without God or his son, A lonely soul was I. Emptiness filled this heart of mine. I searched and I searched in vain for peace and happiness. But none could I find till I found Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but this morning, thank God I'm found. I was blind, and now I see At some point, you were the one. The one he dreamed of. The one he refused to live without. So we he left heaven, came to earth, put on the robe of flesh and bone. Became as a worm because you were the one. When did you stop remembering you were the one? It makes no difference. If Christ died for the world unless you know he died for you. No, 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 no. Not the world, not the church. He didn't die for the person in front of you or the person beside you or the person behind you. He gave his life on that rugged, angry, mean, biting beam called Calvary, and He would have shed every drop of that sinless, spotless blood if you were the only one that would have ever accepted Him. Shout! I was the one. Look at Luke fifteen, verse four. Luke chapter number fifteen and verse four. One man among you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, losing one of them, does not leave the 99. Does not leave the 99 in the wilderness That used to trouble me until the Holy Spirit revealed from his word to me that he was not abandoning the 99 to reach the one. You missed that, didn't you? When you get just focused on the one, when you get my age, questions haunt you so I was like well what about the 99 well he left the 99 where in the wilderness in the wilderness was where the shepherd would lead the sheep for protection yeah he would find a place where he himself could lie down at the only entrance surrounded by mountains where nothing could get into the sheep and he would make sure that inside there there was not only protection there was provision see I just want you to know when you're the 99 God still got you If you're sitting here this morning and you're born again and you're on your way to heaven and your Holy Ghost filled, you ought to shout, God's got me. (laughs) Ah, he's my savior. He's my redeemer. He's my healer. He's my protector, my deliverer. He's my provider. God's got me covered. But there's still that one so he leaves the 99 and he goes after the one which is lost now if you have a proper bible i want you to shout that next word after lost shout it it's up here on the screen if you can't find it shout until that means he has tenacity that means he will not stop that means until a person breathes their last breath, the Holy Ghost is right there at the bedside, trying to reveal Jesus to them, speaking to them about eternity. When our Savior hang bleeding, dying, sighing, crying on that angry beam, he looked to his left at a thief and said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. He never He never stops looking for the one. He gets up pacing the floor looking for the one. He lay in the garden of Gethsemane bleeding by which the very veins of God himself were emptied there under the full light of a Passover moon. He's praying until his sweat becomes great drops of blood, not because he was afraid of going to the cross, but because his, but he was afraid because he was fearful that his physical strength would give out from the intercessory prayer that he was praying for the woman he wasn't frightened to go to the cross he was frightened that he wasn't going to make it because if he hadn't have made it he couldn't have found one much less all of us somebody give him praise somebody said I found the Lord he wasn't lost and you wouldn't have known where to look It was Jesus searching through the corridors of time and space, wading through the ashes, a bygone millenniums of time. And if you had been able to tap him on the shoulder and say, Good master, why are you here? Why are you in the garden? Why are you in this nasty, infested, barn coming through the bloody flanks of a 14-year-old virgin girl, if you'd been able to tap him on the shoulder and say, good master, what are you doing? If you'd been able to interrupt the whirling, singing, cat of nine tails spreading out across his back. And like the teeth of a lion making their hook in his flesh and ripping it from his back until his bones were exposed, his brow swollen to the size of a bucket, the piercing of those four inch thorns into his brow, running his blood into his eyes on that cross in the awful sag of death. <laughs> and said, good master, what are you doing? He would have said, I'm looking for the one. I'm bleeding for the one. me disciples could you not tarry one hour could you not at least pray with me did you spend an hour this week for the one or for you Jesus this is Jimmy let me tell you what I need you to give me that name that you were shouting down here. Have you been shouting it this past week? Feel him now tap your shoulder. What are you doing? Where is your burden? Don't talk to me about a burden. I come to church to be happy. How's that working out? If you are a searcher for happiness, you will never have joy. God doesn't crown happiness seekers with Holy Ghost' joy. Hey, you say, "Don't condemn me now. I'm not condemning you. I'm going to set you free. What's? I don't know if I can find it fast enough, but I'll try. Here it is, Psalm 51, verses 12 and 13. Throw it up there very quickly. Here it is. Watch, watch. It's what you've been looking for. Look at me, look at me! In all the wrong places. Money, fame, Oh, if I could just become a YouTube sensation. We've got, we've got multiplied millions of young people that when they surveyed a thousand high schools said that was their number one goal, to be famous. To be famous. Two thirds of preachers preaching today don't want anything but to be famous. Watch this. You know, sometimes the Bible is so simple. It's a good book. You should try reading it. Read it. One of my dear friends, Phil Cook, who studies these kinds of things, he's a PhD, one of the most brilliant men I've ever known. He said, they've just released A mammoth survey of millions. And do you know what they found? I said, I perceive that you're about to tell me. And he said, they have just discovered that of people that read the Bible at least four times a week, just four times a week, 75% less divorce, 90% less alcohol addiction, 100% drug freedom. Why are you looking at me funny? They're successful, they're happy, they're full of joy, they have peace, and all they did is crack this open four times in one week. Look at your phone minutes. Compare them to your prayer minutes. Look at your screen time. Compare it to your book time. You want your life to change? No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You're a part of that generation that wants everything free. It's not supposed to cost me anything because I'm supposed to be happy. Well, why don't you try this formula? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try selling out? No, you didn't understand what I said. I didn't say adding a social event once a week to soothe your conscience. I said, sell out. till so you don't want anything but what he wants. You don't have an opinion but his opinion. You don't have a desire, the desires of your heart He gives you. I got seven people shouting. (laughs) No, wait, Oh, oh, Pastor Rod, I believe the Bible. No, you don't, no, you don't. The proof of desire is pursuit. Stand up, Joni, look at this, Woo! You all still looking at me, there she is, there she is. I'm making you uncomfortable. <laughs> Seven years, I chased her. She said, Right. No, I, I you, I you. What? I you, this you. About four years into our dating relationship, which was holy. No, you didn't hear me. Oh, God bless me. And you sleeping together. God, I'm blessing you. Who do you think you are? Here, God, give me your word. Here's what I think of it. I need my stuff. Why you shriek when I do that? When you're walking around on top of it all day long. Where you're slapping him in the face while he's on the cross all day long you can't have your life and his too no you're going to go to this church it's going to cost you something i don't care if you date him but you become inappropriate with him and god will lift his hand off you you understand me you touch her his hands coming on you I'm not just talking to them, I'm talking to you, and 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 you. I'm tired of people blaspheming the Holy Ghost, treading in the blood of Jesus. Come on. Stop it. Sit. You want God to bless you? Get in the word. Care about what he cares about. Love what he loves. Seek what he sought. And you won't have near as much time to screw your life up. Brother Summerall told me one time, preacher had been caught in adultery. Brother Summerall said, I know him. He's on the golf course four days a week. He travels around, lives in hotels by himself, going to meetings. And now he's committing adultery. Well, of course he is. What else would he do? You watch the filthy filth, you'll be filthy filth. It's so quiet in here. And everybody's saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. Men sneaking around on the internet, sneaking around on your phone, Well, I'm just curious. That's what killed the cat, and it'll kill you. Look look at it. Look at it. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. What in the world could be better than the joy of the salvation that Jesus gave his life to give us. I'm asking you a question. Have I missed it? Do I have it wrong? Did he say the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy? But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, sufficient in quantity, superior in quality. I dare you to shout, I don't want my life the sooner you come to the realization that when you got born again, you died. And all I know, all I all I have to do to figure out if you're dead or not is poke you. And when I poke you and you scream and you repel and you revolt, you know you're not dead. Dead people, don't do anything if you stick a pin in them if the preacher don't preach the way they like it they don't get up the myth tree if somebody didn't get to sing a song they don't leave the church if somebody made a mistake the rest of us don't gather around with a rock and stone them to death No, no sir no sir no sir we die he lives and because he lives you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know, I know who holds tomorrow. And I know he holds my hand. Restore to me the joy of your, he didn't say my salvation. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Some of you can't rejoice in his salvation because you're still trying to figure out your own salvation. Do You think you can help you, you can fix you. You such a mess, it would take every counselor in the United States of America to fix you. The only hope for you is a cross and altar and prayer. I need somebody to get happy about the joy of his salvation. Watch now. Watch now. Just scream one time. Go ahead, preacher. Yeah. Okay. And uphold me with your free spirit. I'm so glad it doesn't end there. Continue. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. How do I know people who have the joy of his salvation? Read. Read. How do I know whether or not or how can you know that because I'm not your judge. Let me say it this way: How do you know that you have the joy? of his salvation do you know you can have the joy of the lord and be unhappy the only thing that turns happiness into joy is knowing the will of god and when you're in the will of god you let nothing turn your plow but you got to settle that you got to settle that you're going to live your life or the life he picked for you Because they're not always the same. They're not always the same. What husband would have written, love your wife as Christ loves the church? Are you kidding me? I don't know a man that would have written that. Or wives, go ahead, quit mumbling. I heard you. Get a camera on her. What part would you not have written, dear? Why submit yourself to your husband? You—I mean, you're quite a prolific writer. You—you you would never have written that. No, you'd never written that. Huh? Why not? <laughs> you want me <be> to really? <laughs> I don't find men quite as a superior. Because what? Men don't seem to be superior men what don't seem to be superior men don't seem to be superior they're not they're equal but they're not superior and some of you dominant domineering male types that want her running around barefoot and pregnant need to get a bible Maybe God's called you to, her to preach and you to carry the purse. Maybe you the armor bearer. All you ladies, send me money. Look, there's supposed to be joy to this thing, y'all. I am so weary. With Christians trying to find happiness, just weary, weary. Why don't you come on up to another level? Why don't you come on up to joy? I said, why don't you come on up to joy? The only way there is. I heard your Holy Ghost. He said there is nobody. Get up. There is nobody. Give me that one. There's nobody more miserable than a Christian trying to straddle between their life and his life, their happiness and his joy. There, I'm gonna make it, and his, I'll make you make it. Come on, sell out, take the plunge, get in. As long as you're straddling the fence, You're going to be miserable. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook,